Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Starting Out, a podcast where we share our stories of starting out in this great big world. We talk about our highlights, trials and tribulations, and lessons we've learned along the way. So as you are starting your journey, we hope you can learn from us. So Cor, what's the topic for today? The topic for today is how we started from an unproductive and slacking student to becoming a more well-balanced student, especially in university. So we'll be talking a lot about our experiences in university, or also known as college in the States, and we're super excited. I would like to start maybe at the very beginning, even before university or college, like basically in high school. How did that transition affect your productivity? I think going back to high school, I wasn't really a productive person. Like I wasn't I wasn't a productive student because <laughs> I focused a lot on sports and I neglected a lot of my studies. And it wasn't up until grade 12, actually, that I started to get my shit together. And Mm -hmm. I actually started to, like, really think about my future, really think, okay, like, I need to do a better job in balancing both doing extracurriculars, playing on sports clubs, as well as, like, my competitive sports clubs for volleyball, Mm -hmm. and even school itself. So... I guess, long story short, in grade 12, I definitely got my shit together and I was definitely a lot more productive and I definitely did a much better job in balancing all different aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. How about yourself? How about myself? I think the transition from high school to university was a very interesting one. I thought my life was very scheduled. There was a time everything was like set for me because it sort of is, right? You go to school from nine till three, let's just say, and you Mm -hmm. had a very strict curriculum of like, you have to be very productive from those hours. And then you know what the expectations of going home and doing whatever you need to do to make sure you have all your schoolwork done. There was not much else than rather than just doing school or extracurriculars to help with school. So I think that was a very interesting thing is because when we got into university, mm-hmm. it was a, a bit more of a free-for-all of like, now nobody is on your schedule. The chances yeah. of everybody having that yeah. same class is like impossible because there's so many different dreams and all that. So like it starts becoming a very interesting thing of like how people manage their time. Yeah. And because everyone isn't on the same schedule and it's like, what are you going to university for? Right. And it's almost like the three S triad. Either you pick two of the three, which are either school, sleep or social. And it's almost like a myth upon university or college students where it's like you don't get all three you know you don't get to excel in school sleep eight to nine hours a day and like have an amazing social life so Mm -hmm. what was like your two of the three s triads oh yeah definitely it was sleep and social first (laughs) unfortunately and then Mm -hmm. as i got a little bit better with time management I could actually say I balanced the three better, but I feel like I had to lean into school and sleep to get me to a better balance of the three. Yeah, that's actually so true. I would say in first and second year, I I definitely prioritized sleep and social. And it wasn't until like the my third and finally really my fourth year where I learned it's like, I can kind of do all three, but it's more so like, 
I have to lean into one or two more so than the other one. Mm-hmm. If I can get my studies done and if I can, you know, sleep properly, then I have time to do the social stuff. Then I have time to go out on the weekends. I didn't learn that until like the later years in university and college where it was almost like it felt a little too late. <laughs> I feel like throughout maybe throughout life like you will always be balancing the three and then maybe having a little bit of forgiveness of yourself if you need to like lean into one thing so that you can enjoy another thing later doing one thing forever is not sustainable doing two things forever is not sustainable you do need some level of the three mixed in i think what was hard about this was even though you pick your two it never lined mm-hmm. up perfectly to someone else's two maybe someone actually yeah. needs to lean in school that weekend a little bit more i do say that faculties that try to balance the three to make sure that their faculty is kind of leaning in on certain one of the s's makes it a little bit easier to like socialize and stuff and like get to know people a little bit more because if everybody's like always a little bit everywhere you can definitely see it wears away the community aspect of like the faculty okay so knowing that there is like a bit of a um always a bit of a dilemma where do you think it actually made you actually unproductive in terms of like the grand scheme of things like what what little things caused you to be unproductive in those early years I think specifically for me, one of the reasons why I wasn't as productive in my first year compared to my fourth year was definitely just being in a new environment. First of all, being away from my parents, being in a new city, and just feeling really homesick. And so because of that, it's like I went home almost every weekend, I'd say, in my first semester. Mm. just because I miss my parents so much and I miss like feeling familiar with my environment. I spent Friday to Sunday like commuting and all that so I didn't really focus a lot of my studies and my free time in terms of studying on the weekends. I only had really Monday to Thursday to study if I wanted to and it's such a it felt like such a crunch time. I couldn't get a lot done and just because I missed home. So like, I just wanted to go home. Like that was my priority, I'd say. And then the second one is definitely figuring out what to do on your own, because no one is really gonna handhold you anymore. Especially in high school, you know, if you're always in the same class, like the same homeroom with the same group of students and the same teacher that you saw for four years, it's like they saw your development and they want you to do great things. But when you get into university, You don't know any of your classmates, right? There's like, what, like 700 students in our first year? Even more, yeah. Probably, right? Probably more. You don't know who your profs are. It's not that personalized. And I think that was another difficult thing for me to stay productive was that I didn't really know how to study. I didn't really know how to balance all these things, especially being in a new environment. And it was so hard being independent and trying to figure things out on my own. And like not having your parents do things for you anymore, like not having them cook for you, do laundry for you, like all of those things, you have to do them yourself. So I think that was the biggest shift for me. Yeah, I think it's like the tsunami of like the to-do list comes at Mm -hmm. you really quick. Food, laundry, cleaning, everything comes at you really fast and it's not like you can really prep for it, right? Maybe like in your household, you divvy up chores to some extent, but yeah. in the end, you're still living with your parents because they end up doing mm-hmm. a lot of the work anyways. And if you had 
the opportunity to actually be more responsible for your stuff. It might feel a little bad at first, but yeah, in the end, it will help you, I think, a lot. For me, I think it's just the free time. I think it's like the extreme free time on my end yeah. that was like really, really difficult to manage because... Mm-hmm. As I got on in university, I did a lot better mm-hmm. because I realized I needed, like, extracurriculars. I needed to do something beyond school because if yeah. your whole existence is, like, I need to make sure I just eat, do my laundry, which is not, like, every day either. So it's, like, eat and do school. It becomes very, yeah. like, I have all hours of the day to do it. It's just, like, not a great look. And it also, it was just really hard i think coming from an environment where your parent like they really really drill it into you like now you have to study now you have to do this now you have to do that and yeah like, you for the first time are like well now i have a choice to make what kind of choice do i want to make and then yeah. i think it gets a little bit about me it's like i have decision paralysis so then i'm like yeah. what do i do first and i had i realized i hadn't built in the muscle of like i need a little bit of structure for myself not that i want to like nag at myself or anything yeah i just need like a little bit of structure to my life or else it just turned into like yeah. a spiral of like what do i do today <laughs> i can't yeah. study all hours a day but that's not productive either so and mm-hmm. you end up like just wasting a lot of time and like you end up being yeah. like i have all the time in the world or like this is where i also saw myself and like some other people do is like they rebel <laughs> because they were in such a strict schedule in high school where it's like you come back home you eat for half an hour and then i'm gonna take you to soccer badminton piano (laughs) practice yeah okay and then you're gonna come and they're gonna sleep for nine hours (laughs) yes and then you're gonna come back eat dinner for 20 minutes and then get back you know like that level of extremeness is quite insane and like i feel like some people actually when they went to university they kind of just flipped the switch and just was like i'm drinking every night like you know people have started partying since wednesday it's very very interesting i find because this new sense of freedom for me it was just like i didn't know what to do and then for some people it's like oh i can do anything if i can do anything i'm gonna rebel and like i'm gonna do everything that was i wasn't wasn't allowed to do (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people felt that there was like not a lot of consequences if you don't do those things because your parents weren't physically there to baby you to be like are you going to school? Are you going to class? Are you eating? Are you exercising? It's like they weren't there to handhold you. But yep. then it's like it's a huge shift in independence where mm-hmm. like you see in first year where like people go off the rails. They're like, my parents are here. I'm not living at home. I could do whatever Ever. I want. And there's no consequence. Well, they think there's no consequences to that because it's like I'm just having fun. Like, I never got to do that in high school, so I'm just going ham. Yeah. I'm just going to go in. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen this, like, with eating, too, where it's like, my mom would yeah. never let me eat pizza every night. Well, guess what? In university, you can do that. You can yeah. let me do it. Then you run into issues like freshman 15 or, like, people oh, yeah. getting really, really sick. I feel like that leads to some, some level of unproductivity, right? Yeah where you, you have a little bit too much freedom and because you're almost like let out like a loose animal, yeah, <laughs> you end up doing very crazy things. So I want to ask you, obviously there are consequences in life. No. And you can... <laughs> no, don't say that. Oh my God. Okay. So there are consequences in life and at some point you're going to realize yeah. 
what you're doing is a little bit unproductive or very unproductive. What was your tipping point of being like, maybe this is not sustainable anymore. <laughs> maybe I should make a change. Yeah, I think my tipping point was pretty profound just because in my first semester, actually, specifically, my grades were so bad to the point that I think I got an email from the dean personally or some academic advisor that was just for me, I'm pretty sure, because they're like, your academic standing is poor. If you continue down this route, I'm actually going to be kicked out of the program and I definitely won't come back. And so I remember when I got that email, it was like halfway through the semester or maybe a little more than that. And we were in the student center. I read the email after eating dinner. And the first thing I did was I called Neeks. And I remember at that point, like we weren't like super close. Like we knew each other and like we talked, but we weren't like obviously our friendship now. So I called her and I bawled my eyes out to her. And imagine the stranger bawling her eyes out. <laughs> And the students in front of a pizza pizza. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like kind of digging deeper into that. It's like one of the reasons why my grades were so bad that I got that email was just because I had such a hard time balancing everything. Like I said, like I prioritize sleep and social a lot more than studies. I barely studied. I just did it to get by, like just to get a passing grade. Like I I didn't really care to do well. And it got so bad to the point where during one of our accounting midterms halfway through the semester, oh my goodness, let's pretend like the exam was supposed to be at one o'clock, but I thought it started at 1.30. So at like 1.10, I started walking to my exam and everything. And then that's when I realized, I was like, I made a mistake. There's no one else walking to any buildings at this time. Cause usually like 10 to 20 minutes before the exam, it's like a lot of people are walking people, down the same yeah. Right? But I saw yeah. nobody. And that's when I knew I like fucked up so big. I was 30 minutes late to my exam. I walk into my scheduled room and they're like, sorry, this room is full. So I had to do the walk of shame out of that room into a different room that actually was Neek's room. <laughs> and I opened the door as like creak. I, everyone in the back turned to me and I was like, fuck, like this is it. I'm not gonna pass. And yeah, I think that I realized was the tipping point for me because I was like, I never want to show up 30 minutes late to an exam, have everyone in the back room stare at me and be like, what the fuck is this girl doing showing up 30 minutes late to a freaking accounting exam where like most people don't even finish in time. And yeah, I was like, if I continue down this route, I'm going to get kicked out. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to prioritize sleep and social because I'm not going to be studying anymore regardless. (laughs) Because you won't be in school. (laughs) I won't be in school. And I won't even get into like any professional school later on because who would want me? Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that story. From my perspective, yeah, I always thought you had it all together. I think maybe just like the illusion of myself. I was like, oh, everybody goes back home and like they get stellar grades. I, I I thank you for being vulnerable because I feel like it lit both of our stuff. Again, when we were talking about like a couple episodes before, it's like, what do you look for in a friend or like what kind of friend do you want to be? Then I realized I was like, it kind of lit something in between us to be like, we're never going to be at this position (laughs) ever again. I was like, we're going to be so fucking studious. We're going to be so like, we're going to be the best influence on each other. So mine wasn't that bad. She was a lot better than me, to be honest. (laughs) You were a lot more studious. I didn't think I was. That's the thing. I was like getting by, but I started seeing letters 
that I've never seen in my life. Okay. Not to be like, oh, I was a stellar A plus student, but I was like getting like D's and Z's. I was like, like, what is this? And I just remembered like going to exams and being like, <laughs> me guessing will get me a better result than me trying to figure out what's going on in the exam. And then I hated and I hated it so much. Like I hated going and waiting for my exam results too. I was so anxious looking at my grades. Everybody was just like, our grades are out. Did not, did not want to walk at them. Mm-hmm. And I remember it made me so sick. So I was like, I could keep going, live my life. And then every couple of days, I have like this gut-wrenching, I'm going to throw up, going to pass out level of stress yeah. <laughs> because I can't handle either going into the exam or I can't handle after the exam. And I thought that was a very pivotal moment because I was like, something's got to change. Either mm-hmm. I keep going and keep getting really physically sick or I just make sure I have a healthy amount of stress every single day to yeah. get me going and then I can basically overcome. Especially not having like if you're really close with your family in high school or like not having your close high school friends with you that like you went through a good chunk of your life with it's like no one is really there from home to support you it definitely felt like I was lost and I'm sure many of you felt you were lost as well if you're in the same boat PTSD right now (laughs) I just remember me sitting there all alone in my in my my freaking bedroom my one my one bedroom my my one bed one desk one chair and I was sitting there being like (laughs) And then being so scared, being so scared. Yeah, not a great look, honestly. But I want to talk about something. Yeah. You know? Meanwhile, I was crying in the bathroom. People have it much worse. Like, if you think your situation is bad, somewhere, (laughs) someone out there is, like, feeling what you're feeling, but worse. Yeah. So... What are some other things that you might have seen, that you might have heard, that other people were doing in terms of their studying, but it was actually not efficient or not effective studying. It was actually pretty toxic study habits. Yeah, I think part of it is you don't really know what everybody is doing. Sometimes people talk about studying in a very strange way. Okay, let's talk about toxic productivity. Yeah, basically there are a lot of toxic study habits. You would think that people are being truthful about their studying, but sometimes what they do and what they say is very different. And I don't know why we have to like use it as a badge of honor, but like people being like, oh, I studied 12 hours at a library. How long did you study for? Oh, I pulled an all-nighter last night and that's how I studied. Oh, I went to X library and I didn't see the light of day for 72 hours. Oh, and I also didn't shower for 50 days because I was so busy. That does not help in many ways. It's almost like you're lying and then also, what on earth are you doing? That you couldn't shower and then you couldn't sleep. What is actually happening? We always go, oh yeah, and then he's going to get straight A's. We never look towards the people that actually have a more of like a balance. It's almost like we're envious of them. Or we think they're geniuses. We think that these people that stay in the library for X amount of hours are like the best people to look up to. It's almost like a badge that you can earn. Badge number one. Pull an all-nighter. Oh, you got it? Have you gotten it? Have you done it? Oh, you haven't done it? You wouldn't understand it. 
oh, you're going to study for 12 hours straight? Like, I did it, and, like, I got a straight A. And it's almost like people start equating to the longer in terms of hours you study will get you better grades. And that is not the case at all. It's not really about how long you study for or how long you stay at the library for. It's not. Yeah, it's more about, like, are you efficient with your studying? Like, you could stay at the library for 12 hours. No one's stopping you. But it's like, what are you doing in the 12 hours? Are you hanging out with your friends there? Is it more of, like, a social time for you? Or, like, are are you eating for, like, six hours? You know what I mean? (laughs) Now, looking back at it, now that we've finished and graduated, it's like, I never want to be in that boat again where, like, I have to pull an all-nighter. Because then it just shows that, like, I'm unproductive with my time and I have poor time management to not be able to study and get everything done, like, the week before, you know? Like, it's the last resort that I'm going to. Oh, my God, yes. I think we just need to stop glorifying. We, Mm -hmm. We need to stop being like, this is the only way. Because guess what? Like anything in their life there's a hidden cost to it obviously there's like the cost of how do you sustain this Mm -hmm. if you haven't taken care of yourself i've seen in my time is like the abuse of like energy drinks yeah caffeine pills if you have to study 12 hours straight there's no way you are operating at the same level of energy or like if you're pulling all night nighters like several nights in a row there's no way you can be like i can always keep this you're gonna have to introduce other things into your life like coffee caffeine pills energy drinks even other things that we won't mention but you know other drugs to like sustain that lifestyle it really catches up to you really fast because my question always is is like when does it stop it's almost like a snowball effect we talked about in previous ones it's like when you start something it's gonna be very hard for you to stop it just because it like keeps going and keeps magnifying so if you're pulling an all-nighter for example on monday and then you're up until like let's say like the early morning hours of the next day okay well you lost your sleep then you're going to be tired, then you're going to want to eat poorly, you're not going to work out, and you're going to probably neglect your personal hygiene, like you're not going to want to shower. Nick said, there's a hidden cost to it. Are you satisfied Mm -hmm. with the amount of work you pulled in for your all-nighter? Because like you're going to be missing out on so many more positive things the next day, right? Like you're going to be so (laughs) tired to do everything else. Yeah, we need to stop glorifying people who like freaking down down like 12 monsters or 12 Mm -hmm. Red Bulls in a night just because they're like, I need to stay up for 12 hours to finish this assignment. Oh, I know. And I think to add to that, there's a lot of people that like actually just take too much on. So there's like this one aspect of like there's people that like study a lot at yeah. the library and stuff and then there's like another whole situation where like people actually just take on way too many clubs, way too many leadership positions. They just do so much and I call them clout chasers. Yeah. And I feel like if you really don't know your limit of like, okay, XYZ, if I do all three, I'm going to burn out yeah. very fast. Yes, it would be nice to do all three, mm-hmm. but doing all three very poorly, I think, is just very interesting. Sometimes people value the quantity more than the quality of work and the quality of life. I think I've seen like really bad stresses come yeah. out of stuff like that. Again, not showering, not eating properly. This one I find very interesting, losing your hair because you're so stressed out. Like that was a very interesting concept to me because yeah, in second year, I got so stressed out that like I could feel my hair thinning out a little bit. I remember we had this month where I think five weeks straight, 
every single weekend I had a midterm. Yeah. And at that point, I was on like survival mode of being like, we're going to take it one day at a time, one exam at a time. And like, it's a marathon because I need to keep going until I go to the end. And I've seen people take on like way too many clubs and they get so stressed out because they can't manage the inconsistent timings of everything. And they were trying to do like a side job and then they're trying to do like four different clubs and like Mm -hmm. they're trying to do 10 leadership things. And then they end up not sleeping. And I feel like when you're young, you think you're like actually invincible. You're like, yeah, I got this. Nothing can bring me down. But yeah. I ask, how, when does it stop? Are you going to magically get amazing work-life balance or whatever when you're working? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to get amazing grasp on life when you're like 30? Yeah. Life gets, it's going to just keep snowballing. That's what yeah. I think. I think in first year, it's like, it's really hard. I understand just because you're in a new environment and there's like so many things you can do. There's so many different clubs you can join, right? There's so mm-hmm. many potential work opportunities or co-op opportunities that you can do. So I totally get how it's like, we were all in first year. We know that you want to fluff up your resume and you need like stuff to add to your resume. You need to make sure that like you definitely don't take too much on. You're not one of those clout chasers to be like, I am the CEO. I'm the co-founder of four clubs and I'm working a part-time job. Oh, I'm also getting straight A's. Well, like that doesn't last forever. You know what I mean? Like you can't continue yeah. to be VP of the club for like all four years. You know what I mean? It's like you need to start thinking about like what's feasible. Am I actually liking what I'm doing? Yeah. Maybe like if you are a club owner and stuff, like if Mm -hmm. you are going to hire a VP or something of your club, Mm. or if you're looking for a group mate, (laughs) right? I know a couple episodes we did, but maybe we didn't even add this, but like understanding how people handle stress and how people manage their time is so important because then you can figure out it's like, oh, you got... 15 other things to do (laughs) there's no way you're gonna prioritize my thing because everybody is gonna ask for your time Mm -hmm. right we all got 24 hours a day can't do everything might as well do something well than bad and you might as well do something you like on top of that yes right oh my god don't do it just to cloud chase and just to add like a title on your resume do it because you actually like it and you actually care about it That's another thing, too. You're going to bump it off your resume the minute you start working because all of your clubs and stuff don't matter. They matter in, like, your first job out of university. It's, like, because everyone knows when you hire a new grad, it's, like, you might have, like, two, three internships and, like, a lot of clubs, but then it's, like, your second and third job. Like, it's going to get bumped off your resume for sure. So fast. Yeah, Yeah. and no one even looks at it at that point, right? They care about what you did at your actual job. So... If you're going to do all these clubs and stuff, if you're going to put in so much effort into clout chasing, make sure you're clout chasing for the right things. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Because if it's going to be bumped off in one or two years, was it worth it? Right? We hope it was, though. We've hit rock bottom. We've seen seen it all. We've seen it all. We've seen it all. Thinky libraries, very strange smells. We've seen eye bags, lots of dark eye bags. A lot of empty cans of very various liquids. <laughs> My question is, what is one thing, like in that moment, that led you out of your productivity? How do you get back on track? Yeah, I think at that moment, was to your point, I took it day by day. 
I need to start planning out everything I have in my life into an agenda. And not just school, but like if I was working, if I had an internship, like any club meetings or like any specific dates that's like really important, I had to put into my calendar because then it's like I had on my wall like all four months because that was like one semester. And then when I was looking at my wall, I was like, okay, I know that like if I want to balance the 3S triad, then it's like I can't do it on this weekend because... Like, I already knew two weeks in advance that, like, I had an exam that day or had a assignment due that day. So definitely, yeah. like, that's definitely something I put into place right away. And it really, really helped me kind of map out my timing better and really be more productive. I definitely agree with an agenda and understanding when you can really do things and when can you not. I think my big thing was I had just too much time. Well, I needed a space where I just needed to focus in on something. Just, like, really, really focus. And Mm -hmm. I needed to have a space. Because, like, I'm an only child. So when I went home, it was always silent. And I could just do my homework. And there was no distractions, no nothing. And I realized I didn't have that. So I basically found the best thing that ever happened, Mm -hmm. which was a silent study room. This thing was the best thing ever because if anybody saw me, they couldn't say anything to me. Yeah. You know, I love to chat. So if anybody came up to me, I remember one of my friends, he came into the room and he was trying to mouth things at me. And I was like, we're in a silent room. It's like miming? No. Yes. He was like trying to mime or something to me. And I was like, bro, I can't talk to you. Like, we need to, like, chat. And I'm like, we can't chat because I'm working. And also, we're in a study room. So rather than, because me being me, like, I love to chat. So I was like, this is perfect. Because someone comes in, they yeah. physically can't talk to me. Yeah. And then if I hadn't talked to anybody, and also there's the pressure of everybody working right beside me, you usually have something due that day. Yeah. Or, like, you're actually taking a quiz or something, and that's why people go to these places. Stellar. I was like, you can't talk, perfect. Yeah. Because I can't talk, perfect. If you don't get it done by in the next two hours, it looks like something's going to explode, perfect. Because I'm going to yeah. sit here and do my work. And I saw my grade, like, flip. <laughs> like, yeah. it went so high. And then I was like, I think I understand somewhat of the grasp. But like, if I yeah. just keep up with... Oh, also, my roommate was kind of being kind of weird. So I was like, oh, I actually can't go anywhere but the silent study room. So mm-hmm. I was like, this is another, like, constraints. It's like, I can't go home mm-hmm. because she's probably going to Skype her boyfriend. So I was like, okay, perfect. So if I eat dinner, go study for five hours, and then it closes at nine, I have to go home and sleep. Yeah. And then I do it all over again. Best grades of my life. It's so funny that you brought up the silent study part of the library just because I know I also use the silent study rooms a lot. And I remember specifically in the libraries, like some like most of the time I'd say like people are actually silent and like they're actually very respectful of other people. But other times I remember like people would be talking or there's like whispers, but then it's like people would be passive aggressive with like looking and like staring at them. And I even remember there was like a number that you could text or it's like Mm -hmm. if you notice people are being too loud in the silent part of the library, you could actually text this number and then a librarian would actually come and be like looking at you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would actually yep. talk to you. But yeah, that's yeah. so funny because I'm like, people are actually pretty passive aggressive when it comes to that. Like they actually respect other people's like independence and like quietness of that. Yeah, which is great because then it's like it reinforces everybody because everybody needs needs something done, right? So I guess we talked a lot about like our first year and how it was very turbulent, <laughs> tumultuous. Beyond Tyranny. rock bottom, like there's rock bottom, and then there's core who went beyond below rock bottom, and then there's Neeks who like kind of surfaced rock bottom. She wasn't quite there yet. I think she was a little. I always better. put my leg in. <laughs> yeah, she dipped her toes in, and then she's like, "Nah, it's not for me." <laughs> so, if you were to do like first year again, let's say, or like looking yeah. back at first year or even our listeners who might be in first year college or university, what advice yeah. would you give them or yourself oh back my God. in first year? I don't know why. All right. I call it performance studying. I have performed the act of 12 hours <laughs> studying in a library. I shall receive an A plus. Nope. Also, maybe I had this expectation in me. I was like, I just really want to be that girl with the beautiful extreme color coding system. With the colorful notes and the highlighter and like you underlining your title and highlighting them. Oh, I know. Beautiful cursive. <laughs> and I knew this one girl who did it. And I was like, I just want to be you. Then I realized. You take more time like making your notes beautiful <laughs> than you do actually taking in your notes. That's another thing too. Like I was so hung up on the aesthetics and the act. You know, if someone actually looked at my my notes, I would want them to be like, "Wow, this is beautiful." <laughs> That's not the point of notes. That's not the point. That's not the point of studying. Nope. That's literally not it. I think one of the bigger things is that like, why didn't I not look up scientifically proven methods of study? Yeah, I'm actually such a ding dong because. Now I'm like looking up things <laughs> and there's things like active recall. And I realized I was already doing that in high school and I was a really messy person when I studied. I really like being tactile. I love taking a piece of paper, scribbling things, mm -hmm. folding it 10 times, making funny acronyms. So I, I love doing that and it worked so well. And I love doing little stories. I love making myself laugh while I study, mm. right? Because like those were the, always the best exams because I had so much fun recalling some like really explicit <laughs> <laughs> like acronym that makes yeah. me remember all that stuff i i realized later on like when i was actually studying like at home and like at a silent place like i can be very animated and i can fold things a lot easier rather than this perfect extreme color coding system that wouldn't have never worked for me yeah. and I, I don't know why i put so much pressure on myself to do that mm -hmm. That's a really good point. A lot of people study just to put on a performance, right? Especially at a library when you see people who are like, I see other people studying. I'm just going to stare at my screen and then reread the same thing over and over because that's what other people are doing. But that's such a good point because it's like everyone studies differently, right? Everyone remembers things differently. Like you said, you used acronyms, like explicit and funny acronyms that like, it's funny, but it works, right? And at the end of the day, the day, if it works, like that's all that matters for you. I think for me, that is something I also wish I did was the amount of times I looked up on YouTube, like study methods after university compared to what I did during university is crazy. 
Like, I definitely wish I started doing that back in first year where it's like testing out different study methods and everything. But the thing is, actually, because I'm starting school again in September, yeah, I think even now it's like I already know some techniques that I want to try out for watching YouTube after university. But now that I'm going back anyways, me and my ding dong brain will definitely try out those study methods. If something's not working for you, change it up, yeah. girl. Change it up fast. Also, make sure like you are taking a step back yeah. and not getting overwhelmed yet, but like just taking a step back and being like, okay, is this the most productive thing ever right. that I'm doing? Yeah. Could there be a better way to do this? Yeah. Am I actually learning anything? Yeah. Like after your 12 hour study session, it's like, did I learn anything? Yeah. No. Okay. So why don't we do six hours? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and try to be more efficient. Yeah. And let's think about how we can get good grades. Yeah. You know what would be interesting is if like we did another episode on like the different study methods that we actually learned after university that we want to try out. Yes. Yeah. I think for you, maybe once you start going to school, yeah. we can like do like different study methods that actually work and you can give us maybe like an update of like what you're implementing and yeah. basically how you do it with online school. Right. Yeah. It's very fascinating these days. Yeah. I think another thing that I wish I did was... Like, like you said, it's like, don't fall into the performance studying. And like, if I see people like staying 12 hours at the library, because then I, I like, I affiliated longer hours with like getting better grades. And so it's like, I wish I knew that that wasn't the case and I could actually take breaks. Start reflecting on like, which hours do I study best? If I see people at the library at like 9pm, I'm not a night person. I want to go to sleep when it's 9pm. So like, it's not really helpful that like, I stay at the library until 9pm to study because I'm not going to remember anything, right? Really doing some self-reflection and seeing what are my peak hours? Like, when do I feel really like slumped and I want to go to bed? Mm-hmm. As much as you think like, oh, that will never apply anywhere else, applies elsewhere too. It does. Because I feel like at work, you would actually start realizing you have bursts of energy in certain ways and like you can actually yeah. work around your time to make sure that you're yeah. capitalizing on those, 100%. on those energy bursts. Yeah. And when you actually do the best work. Exactly. So if you are figuring it out and you feel like you can't, like find that one thing yeah it just takes a little bit of time but remember bad grades are recoverable every test you take is not the end of the world i remember in university or college (laughs) people are like pain is temporary but gpa is forever but it's like okay it's kind of true to a certain extent but then maybe we'll talk about this another time but it's like your identity isn't just your GPA. Yes. You... Let's say this one <laughs> more time for the people in the back. So that's something I want to make sure our listeners also remember, especially if you might be in university or college now. Don't overstress it, you know? Don't beat yourself up if you don't get straight A's and everything. Because we understand it's difficult and you're figuring it out. As long as you're continuously trying and doing your best, that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's, like, a lot of perfectionism and all that. Because, yeah, like, school does make you want to become perfect. Yeah. Because there's always a perfect score. Yeah. To get. Know that, like, if you want to do something with your grades, too. Yeah. Right? Like, you knew you want to go to grad school. What grades do you need to go into grad school? Exactly. If it only was a 60 and you're trying to do something, like, hellbent on, like, a certain grade, 
and it made no sense when they're going to accept people anyways regardless of 60 or 70. Just make sure you know what kind of expectations you put on yourself and if they are aligned with like yeah. your grad school's expectations because there's no point no yeah. on stressing yourself to oblivion. I love how we always go back to expectations. It's like, where do they come from? Oh my God. Who's setting where them? Where do they come from? Right? So we wish you nothing but luck and a good productive semester. <laughs> you have just been listening to the Starting Out Podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to rate and like the show. Also, leave us a review. It helps us a lot. To never miss an episode, please subscribe and turn on notifications. We love to hear from you. So if you want to chat with us, tweet us at startingoutpod. Links are in the description. As always, we are so excited for you to start out on your journey, all while listening to ours. See you in the next one.